Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. With a new year comes tons of new big games in sports. With big games, you need big stakes. Kansas City Stakes has the cuts you crave to celebrate the playoffs and the big game. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day and save up to $25 on combos perfect for game day. Plus, get free shipping with code BLEAVE. That's capital B-L-E-A-V at checkout. Try out the Snack Pack Combo featuring small packs with big flavor. Mini Beef Wellington, Steak Burger Sliders, Mac and Cheese Melts, Shrimp Wrapped in Bacon, Every order is flash frozen, delivered directly to your home. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Basically every cut of steak imaginable, plus appetizers, desserts, barbecue, and so much more. Again, go to KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day and use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V at checkout for free shipping. Kansas City Steaks, big games, big taste. Support for the ISO is brought to you by Manscaped. Yep, that's right, Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Well, brought my wife in on this read because it's a little awkward. (laughs) Thank you for that one, Dan. I actually think that this is something people probably have issues with and aren't exactly sure where to turn. And that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released a new and improved lawnmower 3.0. Now you might think, is this something I need? Have I ever had an incident when I probably could have used a Manscaped? Dan, I don't necessarily know that this is something you've ever had an issue with, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. Well, here you go, folks. Right now, get 20% off and free shipping with the code ISO20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code ISO20. The ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. It was neat to see you play, and it's fun to talk to you all these years later because you played with a lot of joy and you played with passion. And I've seen Dan Dickow hit some big shots in the NCAA tournament. (laughs) Every morning when I'm working out, I'm listening to your podcast. Keep up the great work. Well, you know, I got to salute you, man. Like, I've been watching you since I was in high school, trying to mimic all your moves. I think there were a lot of kids who looked at Dan Dickow and said, Dan Dickow can play at this level, I can play at this level. Welcome to today's episode of the ISO for SB Live Sports on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dan Dickow. Conversations with experts in the field of sports, could be high school, college, usually basketball, Today's guest, someone who I'm looking forward to hearing his path from high school to a really good AAU program to the college level and the differences, as well as hearing from from and about some of his mentors.
currently an assistant coach at Division II Seattle Pacific, Kefri Fazio. Kefri, life is interesting for you these days. You've got a new one at home. You're balancing that in regards to also uh, continuing to grow as a second-year coach at the college level. How is life? How is the adjustment in both of those phases? Um. Well, things are, things are pretty good. Uh, you mentioned we have a, my wife and I have a, a new baby boy. That's obviously uh, kind of changed our schedules a little bit, but we're, we're mostly healthy and, and thankful. So um, we're all good here. Awesome. Now it's your second year as a head, uh, excuse me, as an assistant coach at the division two level, big picture. I don't think enough people understand and realize how good division two basketball is. Uh, many people overlook um, you know, the GNAC, if you're from the Northwest and you get focused in on division one and rightfully so, cause there's a lot of really good programs in this area, but there is really good basketball at that division two level. Share with us kind of how you view your level that you're coaching at right now. Yeah. Um, I totally agree by the way. Um, when I first walked in the gym, um, you know, a year ago or so to see kind of our team up close in person, um, I was blown away by the size, athleticism, and, and you know, it's kind of the, the talent level. Um, and you're you're kind of seeing that across the board here. This year, uh, there's been a several Division II teams. Be- because of COVID, the scheduling this year has been, you know, D2s are getting a lot of opportunities to play some D1s because of the, the crazy scheduling going on. And uh, there's been a number of D2 teams beating Division I teams. Um, and I'll even say there's a lot of, you know, NAIA teams playing D2s and beating D2s. And, um, and I, I don't know the rest of the country as well as I do kind of our region, but I think, you know, the, the small college basketball we have over in our area is extremely good. Um, and uh, yeah, I kind of got to witness that the last year and a half. Um, and we, we just played Whitworth a couple weeks ago and they beat us twice on our home floor. And uh, I know you know that program a little bit, um, but yeah, D2, um, you know, we we played a handful of um, Division One teams in some scrimmages and played them really tough, beating some teams. Uh, there's been D two a team in our league just beat Portland State uh, a couple weeks ago. So uh, there's a, a not a big difference between talent when you're talking kind of the low D one all the way down to I would even bring in the NAIs and some D three programs, especially in our area because of the level of basketball. And it's really the it's the coaching and the programs and kind of the buy-in from the kids. It's a mix. That's how you get good small college basketball to be good um, on the basketball floor. So yeah, tons of talent. And I'm just thankful I get an opportunity to get in there and uh, help and, and have some of those battles with some of those teams. Yeah, there is uh, lots of good NAIA programs, division three programs as well in the Northwest. And you're coaching now at the Division II level uh, alongside a good friend of mine, a former college teammate at UW, Grant Leap. How has that transition been going from a head coach at the high school level, West Seattle, which we'll get to, to now coaching under somebody who I can imagine uh, you obviously would have to have a tremendous amount of respect to want to join his staff. You may have watched him play while he was at U- UW. What kind of coach is he and what kind of leader is Grant Lee? Yeah, uh, incredible opportunity to, to coach uh, with Grant. Um, I grew up in Seattle, so I was kind of a – I'm not kind of. I am a Husky fan. Like That's kind of the – that's the college around our, you know, our neck of the woods. And I 
grew up watching college basketball and, and seeing Grant play. I even watched him play uh, in state and the Tacoma Dome. So I knew who he, who he was as a player. And then as we got, and I got older and started coaching, obviously um, knew he was coaching at SPU. Um, and now I'm working underneath him and uh, he's an incredible man. Um, just a, as, as good as they come, as far as just being a man, a leader, um, obviously with his playing experience and, and, how he played and what he did in our state as a player. And then, uh, you know, he was, I, I, I didn't know him extremely well at Mount Vernon, but I know he could fill it up. Obviously at UW, he did some really good things and, and, and won a lot of basketball against a lot of points working with him. Now he's, he has this, uh, unique ability to just, uh, the guys, when they meet him, they trust him and they want to do, you know, kind of follow his lead and do what, do what's necessary for the team to win. Um, I, you know, he's kind of a player's coach, but that's to be expected because he's a former player played at a high level. Um, great guy, great family, man, um, has great perspective on, you know, coaching small college basketball, trying to be competitive and winning. Cause we want to win and be competitive, but also understand that we've got student athletes and we're trying to help, you know, young men become men and then ultimately have families and be professionals outside of basketball. Um, so I'm just extremely grateful that I get the opportunity to kind of learn from him and he lets me chime in with my, you know, crazy ideas and stuff. So, uh, I couldn't be happier, uh, just for the opportunity to coach, but also have a friend and, and to work with a friend and, um, kind of do the, you know, co coaching college basketball can get a little bit crazy, I guess. And to do that with somebody that's got great perspective and a, a good head on their shoulders, um, I just consider myself really lucky. A lot of really good college coaches begin their careers as players, then grad assistants, then kind of work their way up. There's also some really good college coaches, Nate Oates, for example, at Alabama, who was a high school coach before he became an assistant. And now he's, you know, leading a top 10 program at Alabama to some big time wins. You were at the high school level for a number of years at West Seattle, where you grew up, an assistant for a few years, the head coach uh, for, I believe, six years. Did you, in the back of your mind, always think, I want to be able to have an opportunity at the college level? Or did it just come about after you become, after you grow your network and, and learn and become a better coach yourself? Yeah, um, I don't want to sound you know, corny or anything, but, um, I always knew I wanted to coach, um, from when I was a teenager, it was a lot of my family, cousins, uncles, my mom, they all coached different sports growing up. So I was always around a ball field or a basketball court. Um, and I don't know if it was because I only weigh 140 pounds and I was, I knew I wasn't going to play very long that my brain needed to start thinking differently, but, um, it was just something I always liked. I liked um, thinking about the game, kind of the camaraderie, the competition. So it was just something I, I thought I wanted to do probably junior high. And then as I got into high school and, and kind of college, I started taking it a lot more seriously, um, just focusing on the things coaches do and what they did. Uh, and I, you know, the, the networking and stuff like that, you have to do that also. I mean, it's a part of kind of, um, you know, kind of climbing that ladder, so to speak. So I knew I wanted to coach, but there's also just because you want to coach doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get that opportunity. You have to do a lot of different things. I mean, you need to know what you're doing, first of all, and then you need to know some people and learn and, 
ask for help and then keep learning. And then, um, you know, if you work hard long enough and it's your goal, I think uh, you're hoping for an opportunity and Grant gave me the opportunity to, to kind of reach my, my goal to, to coach at the highest level I can coach at. So here we are now and I'm still making mistakes at practice, but he still lets me do half the scouts. So I'm, I'm thankful. Yeah. Well, one thing about the college level is you have the scouting, you have to run practices, um, you have to evaluate recruits. You have to recruit at the high school level. It's just, Hey, who's in my district? What do I need to do this year to, to get this group of guys pointed in the right direction? Angie's list is now Angie and caring for your home just got easier. Whether you need help with routine maintenance or a dream remodel, Angie makes it easy to see reviews, compare quotes and connect with top local pros who can get the job done right. Plus you can see upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. No phone tag, just the work you need done at a time that works for you. Angie's got your to-do list covered from start to finish. Book your next home project today at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You, as you were kind of transitioning in high school, you, be, you were involved with a number of AAU programs, and then you were involved with a really good one in the state of Washington. Most people know Seattle Rotary. A lot of people know uh, Team Levine. Uh, but Under Armour with Washington Supreme, their program under Carl Howe uh, does a tremendous job as well. Division one players every single year out of that program. So you've spent time in those angles. How did you how do you now as a college coach balance the evaluation of a prospect with their high school team and their AAU team, as well as then their talking with and getting information from the AAU team versus the high school coach, because you've been on both sides. How do you, how do you differentiate the two now as a college coach in those shoes? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, this is kind of like the, the college coaches has spent so much time in the kind of this arena right here. Um, I, I think for me being a high school coach and spending most of my time coaching as a high school coach, um, I kind of, kind of keep that hat on a little bit more, I guess, but now that I've coached some club ball and now I'm recruiting, um, you can't deny how much time, um, the prospects are spending with their AAU programs and coaches and the time that they're doing that as a college coach, that's when you're going to have the most freedom as a college coach to to make your phone calls and, and have access to them. A lot of times in high school, you know, they're playing their games when you're playing, when we're playing our games. So there's a, it's tough to have that communication or great communication. We're lucky we're in Seattle. So there's a lot of basketball around our area where we could drive to a gym, but that's not the case for a lot of small colleges. They're usually in semi-rural areas. So the AAU, what I learned is it, 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 it is very necessary to have that relationship with AAU coaches. I think when I was a young high school coach, I was probably pretty bullheaded in that regard, thinking that, you know, high school kind of reigns supreme. They, they play right. They, you know, all those things you kind of tend to hear in those conversations. But I think as I am now coaching in college and kind of thinking about kind of the, the, the overall picture, I think the blend, finding that blend as a college coach I definitely, if I'm recruiting a kid, I'm obviously going to watch them play. Probably most likely, I'll probably have most access to them playing for their club team. It's on a weekend. Um, I get to watch them play. 
but I'm definitely going to circle back to their high school coach for sure. Um, and, and have those conversations too, which isn't, um, you know, that's pretty status quo nowadays. I think most college coaches are doing that, but, uh, I think they all kind of, if you do it right, I think they all can play a really important part in the recruiting process. I like how you put that where they can all play an important part because, uh, I think that, High school coaches many times have a negative perception of AAU and vice versa. I, I think both sides are, are necessary for college coaches to evaluate, obviously, their skill level, but also their character and how they're going to fit and adapt into different groups is something that college coaches need to see. You grew up in the Seattle area, West Seattle High School, so you've been around the Seattle basketball scene for quite some time. You've seen some really good players now being a coach at Seattle Pacific, they host what might be the best basketball on the West Coast in the summertime, Jamal Crawford's uh, Summer Pro-Am League. How exciting is it for you guys as a staff to host that, not knowing that you're not coaching here and there, but you have a chance to be around the game at a high level and you have your players, I would imagine, have a chance to be around those, those big-time players. What's that like? Yeah, it's an incredible opportunity um, to have those guys come play and have Jamal set that set that up and and run it at our facility. Um, our um, administrative team they do a lot of the heavy lifting there, and our athletic directors um, really good with community engagement, um, and, and that's a big part of why I think Jamal is down there doing that. Um, unfortunately, us coaches aren't allowed to be there because it's, it'd be considered a recruiting opportunity just because the times that they they run that. So we can't watch it. Um, but our players have been invited to play in it, which is an incredible opportunity for some of our guys to go with, up against current pros, ex-pros. Um, and that's just, I mean, that's, I, I think playing against older guys always is, I mean, I think that's like the best way to get better at basketball. I don't, I'll, I'll argue that till the day I, I'm out of here. I think it's the best way to do it. Um, so just that opportunity alone right there probably, you know, kind of pays for itself. So it, 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 it's pretty cool. I, Grant mentioned this, um, I think on your podcast when you spoke to him a while back, but, um, the EA sports has a, our gym floor in their game because of the program is out there. So that, that's kind of a cool thing right there. We might throw that at a recruit once in a while, but, um, no, it's an incredible opportunity and, and just having those guys come into the gym, and then our guys and even the community just seeing that um, it's a good thing for SPU, I think, overall. Um, but, yeah, really cool thing that Jamal does. I want to stay on the topic of Seattle basketball since uh, that's such an important piece of that community. And this will be the last question. If the Sonics, if the NBA brings an NBA team back and this, they rename them the Sonics, what would that mean to the city of Seattle, uh, being someone like yourself who's been around Seattle basketball their entire life? Yeah, um, I mean, I, I'm probably I'm not the most qualified person to answer this, but I definitely, as a fan and as a Seattle basketball fan, I would be. You know, it's it's, it's very exciting just to hear the kind of initial conversations right now from the NBA commissioner that's a possibility in a year or two. I mean, whatever, but that is those conversations are happening. I can speak from a, you know, my childhood watching the Sonics play. Uh, I mean, they were everything. I mean, that, that you can't really explain it as a basketball junkie. And I, I know you are too. 
not having a pro team here the last, I mean, it seems like forever now. I don't even know how many years it is. It's, it's been a big void in our city and that's not to take away anything from what the storm have done. Um, we had a team and they were gone. That's a, that's a big deal for, um, for some people that, you know, enjoy the game of basketball as a new dad. Um, I'm, I just would would think it'd be an incredible experience to take a, you know, a five-year-old, six-year-old, 10-year-old, I don't know, however old he is to a basketball game and, uh, and watch him, you know, watch a professional basketball game in that arena with the fans and just everything that the game brings to be a, a great thing for the city. Um, I'm very hopeful that it happens at some point. Um, but uh, again, I'm probably not the most qualified person to answer. There's, there's some guys that I'm sure and gals that have been probably going to bat for the Sonics for since the day they left, but, um, man, it'd be a great thing for the city. Um, to, to get the Sonics back. And I think if they come back, I'd be really hard pressed if they don't name them the, the Sonics. I couldn't imagine what they would do. Um, but no, that'd be, that'd be awesome. And I think it'd be great for, you know, the youth, um, the NBA, the, the NBA is on TV every day. That's what the kids watch. That's what they see. That's who they emulate. Um, so I think there's a, a large population of even the, the kids today in high school, like they never even seen an NBA team in their home city before, you know, um, the kids I coach in high school, they go to Portland and watch a trailblazer, which is, which is great. Um, uh, but that's not your, that's not the hometown team, you know? So I think it'd be cool. I'll be first one to be in the ticket line to get a ticket to go in there and probably bring my wife and baby boy and enjoy an NBA basketball game and see, I'll be great. Well, fingers crossed that, uh, the NBA realizes what has been missing in Seattle for so long and brings the team back. But, Kefri, thank you for joining. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to following the rest of Seattle Pacific season this year, as well as the growth that Grant Leap and you will bring to that program. So thanks a lot for joining. Take care and have a great rest of your year. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Dan. Keep up the good work. I enjoy listening to your podcast on my long drive into to Seattle. So thanks. The ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.